a lot of people say like, oh, I'm obsessed with this, but they're not obsessed. Because if I were to look at my screen time right now, like if, I don't know if you could see what my screen time is <laughs> on some days. <laughs> like, I don't know if anyone's ever had a 19 hour screen time. On a day? Yeah. Bro, your eyes hurt? Bro, you need a massage over there? <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Athletic Aesthetic Podcast. I'm Trey Tipton with my co-host. What are you doing? Huh? What are you doing? Well, our our guest today told me that I was had too many stickers on my laptop and I was giving away free brand deals. So I'm trying to just just do the intro. Just do the intro. Today <laughs> we have a guest. This is my man Jordan Rooney, man. I kind of grew in terms of branding with my man, and he's been a, a great I cannot stop looking at you. He's been a great, incredible help, but not only that, man, he's been a, a great guest as well. But with that said, as you can see, he told my man over here that he needs to get his branding right. So if you haven't tuned in, you better tune in now. If you're trying to change the game, here's the game. What do you think? I think everybody should subscribe to our show. I think everybody who wants to work with us should slide into our DMs and we should do some brand deals. I'm fired up after this one, dude. Hey, so if you like us, the way that I know that you like us, Hit us up, man. We want to be able to help you out with your company, so help us out with our business. Yeah. Do whatever you can to get us in your room. And we for real, it. though, like, all jokes aside, our conversation on this episode was great. Incredible. Did, I, I honestly was very focused on this. Did you actually say who our guest was? Mm -mm. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So, <laughs> our guest is, is Jordan Rooney. I said it once, but I'll say it again. Oh, Jordan yeah, that's Rooney. why I asked if you said yeah, it already. I just realized I did say it already. Okay. So, all right. Enjoy the episode. So, Jordan, as we were just talking, right, you started out Union Area High School. Big up to the U. Single A, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. And back then you were a receiver, not a quarterback, but you still call them plays these days just differently. You know what I mean? So, yeah. as a – go ahead. I was just going to say welcome to the studio, dude. Oh, yeah, thanks. Glad we, someone we, welcome we just, me. Yeah. We had some stuff we had to tweak. I don't care about welcoming him no more. You know, yeah. like, I was going to He's like my brother at this point. I know. You're going to jump into this. I'm like, dude, we got to welcome him in and say thanks for his Welcome, time. Jordan. There's been a few. I wasn't able to make it. He wasn't able to make it, so I'm finally yeah. here. Yeah, I was pissed, dude. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, dude, really appreciate it. I know you're a busy dude, man. I know that like you got a million things going on in the world, so genuinely appreciate you taking some time out to come talk to us today. And... Uh, I was, yeah, I was just talking to Trey, man, and, like, I feel like you you have this job. I, I feel like I struggle to, like, explain what I do to people, mm -hmm. you know, like, that ask. And then I think about, like, what you do, and I kind of get the concept, but there's so many aspects to it that, like, just don't make sense to me. Probably because now it's been 10 years since I've been in any sport of sports, mm -hmm. sort of sports realm, mm -hmm. and that was pre-social media. So I feel like what you do did not exist when I was in sports. So it Yeah, it didn't. Yeah, people ask me, like, you know, how did I, like, what was my degree and all these things? I'm like, my job didn't exist. And some of it, like, I created. I think when I look at, like, everything I've done up to this point and everything even I am doing now, it's all to prove a concept. Like, yes, like, we make money. But it's the money isn't, like, the focus. The, the focus is proving a concept of what we can do, creating buy-in, getting necessary stakeholders. All that sounds vague, but basically like what we've, how we've got to where we are right now. I had a marketing agency for a few years, always wanted to work in sports, never worked in sports. And I thought, you know, I've never done it. I don't get any of it. Then I started talking to some agents and marketing reps and I'm like, how do you guys make money? I'm like, well, we negotiate marketing deals 
or we negotiate pro contracts. When you look at the football world, football world works like this. Player has two contracts they sign when they go to the NFL. A representation agent Mm -hmm. who takes 2 to 3% of their NFL contract. Then they sign with a marketing agent mm-hmm. who sign who takes fifteen to twenty percent. Okay. But what athletes have been doing, they've just been signing with one person who takes their contract and takes their marketing. But the person who takes their contract doesn't know anything about marketing. Sure. So when I found that out, I'm like, why well, know a lot about marketing? I know a lot about brand building. So you have all of these players who are working with agents who don't even know how to use Instagram, and they're taking twenty percent of your marketing deal. Marketing has changed, especially for athletes, right? Like it used to be, cool, you play well, you go on the billboard or right. you go on the commercial. And you didn't need to understand marketing then. You were just, you understood a contract. Yeah. But now Dollar Shave Club does a deal with you. You need to create eight TikToks. Who's helping you come up with the ideas? Who's making sure right. you post? Who's making sure it gets edited correctly? So creative has creeped into marketing endorsements now. Right. And now it's more prevalent. Like 80% of NIL deals were digital Mm. NIL deals. So sponsored brand posts. Right. So as I saw this shift, like I'm very big on like, see the shift three to four years before anybody else does. Right. And so I became the first personal brand coach in the NCAA before NIL was a thing. And it's like not a money focused move. Yeah. It's proving a concept. Right. It's proving credibility. Then from there, we did the first high school NIL deal. Then from there, we signed a few athletes. We started, uh, became the first personal brand coach for an NIL collective. In, like we've done enough to where it helps generate money and it helps cover expenses. And then any more money we bring on, we invest in a new person or a new concept. Because mm-hmm. to truly be a brand that is successful, that has longevity, a lot of people need to know about it. They need to vouch for it. They need to see the value in it. What a lot of people do is they're so quick to make money. Well, there's no right. longevity in that money you just made quickly. What really builds longevity is brand equity. Right. and relationships and credibility. Yeah. And I've been so focused on being patient in that. So I could see why you could be confused, but like right now, marketing representation for people like DeMar or Taj Washington, who's, you know, just found out he's going to the, the combine. I got a combine invite, which is great. That's USC huge. receiver, right? Yep. Then we also consult. So like we have uh, like Pitts NIL Collective. We oversee everything for Pitts NIL Collective. Right. Um, we also still have our marketing agencies. So like the Pittsburgh region brand, we do all of their marketing and other places. So we do market, like create content for them. And then the huge thing we've just built is this AI personal brand coach um, that's gotten us in now with eight, eight major division one universities. Wow. So when you look at something like that, it's like, I didn't know I was going to create an AI brand coach three years ago. Yeah. But because I focused on building credibility, good relationships, right. not being quick to make money, when I had the big idea, sure. it was easy for me to then go to those people and say, hey, I finally have something for you that you can buy into. Right. Boom. And that's important, too, to build up like that, like you said, the trust first. Because if you just launch the app, right, it's like, yeah, it's AI, but who trained the AI? Mm-hmm. Can I trust who, you know, right. is directing me through a software? Right. And it's like, well, if you look at your track record, that's where people can trust that it was programmed you know, with ethics involved and like not just to make the most amount of money. And then, yeah, I, I love that you're relationship focused. That's the one thing. I mean, as you explain it, I feel like, you know, I follow along on social media and I, I guess I kind of did understand it a little more than right. I, I was giving myself credit for. But mm-hmm. I wanted to kind of just because for the average listener of our show, maybe this is the first time they're hearing these concepts or, you know, whatever. But, um, 
you know, Trey's been mentioning bringing you on for a little while now, like we were joking about, and dude, like, just my mind starts racing with all these things where I'm like, dude, what do we talk about? Because it's like you guys know each other so well. So I, I want to mm. start there. And, like, how did you guys meet? Tell me that story. What was that like? I met Jordan on Twitter when I was in high school. And this is when he just started his brand, NFBD. Okay. Right? Never what fear, is that? Never fear being never different. Never fear being different. Yeah, that's what I that was my first, like, initial company. It was really? a nonprofit. Yeah. Okay. And from there, right, he did this all-star game, still doing this all-star game. We lost, by the way, but I feel like we were set up to lose because DeMar wasn't having it. We should have beat them, but, you know what I mean? It's his event. I'm not going to complain. It is what it is. Yeah, I heard the same thing this past year. It's, it's Hey, it is what it is. We ain't going to talk about it. We're going to leave it alone, you know? But ultimately, nah, I met him back then, see what he was doing. He had a nonprofit. He was geared towards helping the community, right? But through a okay. sports-type point of view, which a lot of people in the city at the time weren't really doing, they weren't really trying to do either. And it was at a point in time where, like, the city was kind of drowning in terms of sport, right, and bringing up the collective through sport. And then you see Jordan, he's out here doing personal interviews. He's out here doing different things, just trying to get himself not only known, but put the brand out there. So then time goes on. We start to build a friendship. You know what I mean? He helps me with a few things and a few different conversations. Well, actually what happened was I was met with DeMar, and DeMar was like, why don't you know Trey Tipton? Mm. And ah. I was like... <laughs> what you know? Tell me about. And he said, "Tell me about it." And then we met at Starbucks in, in Oakland. Starbucks. Yeah, I never forget that. Chai latte. Yeah. Of course, I love my chai latte. I ain't gonna lie. But Jordan was really cool about it, bro. Most people, though, when you're an athlete, and we'll talk a little bit about this. And I know Jordan understands. Most people, when you talk to somebody who's involved in sports, it's hard to get comfortable, right? Because you have this belief that somebody's trying to get something from you. When I first met Jordan, he was just like, "Bro, whatever I could do to help you, just let me know." You know what I mean? Then it came down to me and Demar both needed internships. And we were like, only person I could think of I'd like to work for is my dog. So <laughs> I hit him up. Demar hit him up. I was like, bro, we might as well just do this internship. Me and Demar did this internship. How long did we do that for? It was six to eight weeks, yeah. Yeah, and it was cool because essentially what we're doing now through the pavement group and trying to help people with TCM and everything that's now coming out, right, mm -hmm. is what we had high school, <laughs> high school kids doing for major companies, building yeah. brands, building brand kits, all these different things. And it helped me with my own personal brand. You know what I mean? I think I also helped Demar in his personal brand. Yeah, at the we time. created the first Chasing M's logo that summer. Really? With him. Yeah, crazy. I think like what my, and I said it, sorry, but my focus has always been is like, how can you be three to four years ahead? Like when I was at Westminster, I had a podcast called Wake Up Westminster. Really? Where it was, this was 2010, 2011. Or what were you recording on? Uh, it was at their, like their radio station. Oh, they had it. Yeah, yeah, we okay. snuck into the radio station. One of my Sick. friends was a communications major. Um, and it was a satirical podcast that made fun of like fraternity and sorority culture. <laughs> oh, okay? I so like we like, like, need to, and, need and like satire wasn't well known then. Right. Nah. So like, everyone just thought it was serious. First episode got pulled. School president got involved. was like, you can't use the Westminster name. Like I listened to this episode. <laughs> this is terrible. Right. Like, and so we changed it to TMI too much information. So like I used to be obsessed back then. Like I was learning Adobe audition. Like I created the, like I was starting I was a captain, but I also created the the mixtape, like the walkout mixtape in audition. And I hey, bro, I did that too. Created I the I wasn't starting. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> created the highlight reels with Premiere. Like you know, I was learning all of these different things back then, and like making mini videos. But I didn't know how I could make money from it. Yeah. And then when I went overseas to play football, I first heard this was like 2013. I first heard about someone who had a job running a social media account. And you're right, right now you're probably like, wait, that's crazy. Like, yeah. that's a thing. That wasn't a thing right. in 2012. No, not at all. 2013. And so when I first heard that, I was like, I want to do that. 
And so I came up with this idea, and people think I'm crazy when I say this. My idea was I want to develop an agency that helps companies start Instagram pages because 80% of companies didn't have Instagram pages yeah. then. So I was like meeting with Fortune 500 companies, and I still have the emails from 2013, 2014, where they're like, Jordan, sorry, great idea, but we're never starting an Instagram page. Yeah. And it's like you have to come up with those ideas where you're going to be told no a yeah. lot because being first and being the one to innovate, that gives you the competitive advantage. But yeah. so many people don't want to go through those three to four years of being told no and yeah. waiting till it's socially acceptable. So, mm. I, I, yeah, I can relate wholeheartedly to that because I joke about, you know, I made the mixtape for my team to mm. take the field and do warm-ups and all that. But, like, I was making videos on campus. Now I was there, like, same years as you, like, oh mm. nine to, like, 12, 13. Mm -hmm. And, like, I was probably one of the only people on the team that was – bro, I, I made my first pair of custom cleats. I put my Instagram handle on the back. People thought I was crazy. I had, It was Candelore1991. It was my first Instagram. <laughs> I still have the cleats. But, like, people were like, bro, you're – but now it's literally, like, I had that vision for it, but I was told that I was crazy so many times, and then I believed it. So, like, what was different for you that, you know, coming from a small school like I did, where that vision is so big – how were you able to hold on to that? Because for me, I, I look back at that and I'm like, if I would have leaned into that and really trusted my gut, like I might be doing something in that realm further than what I right. am currently. And it's like I had to kind of let society catch up before, you know, maybe it was a lack of confidence in myself that I didn't have at the time. But I think a lot of that had to do with I didn't really have anybody speaking into my life to be like, no, lean into this. Right. You know, so like what was it for you that allowed you to trust that and get through that? Yeah, I think it's two things. One is like, and people say this about me, like you think you're always right. Like, and it's probably why like some people don't get along with me. Um, but I've learned to protect what I believe. Mm -hmm. And I will double down on what I believe before I ever let you tell me why what I believe is wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and as I've gotten older, I've certainly have learned to have be you, more open-minded. You've always been that way? Like, yes. have you always been very 100%. confident? Yes. Thousand always, percent. Always <laughs> like you, I'm right. You're so where wrong. does that come from? Are you born with that? Or is that it's, something you learn or you saw somebody that had that confidence? I think it's a, it truly is like, you know, I grew up in Newcastle, driven by a fear of, of seeing people settle and seeing people be mediocre and saying at one time, they didn't want to be this. So what right. happened? Someone changed it. Yep. And like, you know, like I've never taken a sip of alcohol in my life. Really? Like I've never consumed a drug. I've never had a Fact. cigarette. Like I've never done, and I could go out, I'm fun. Like, yeah, no, I can have fun. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't think that like that makes me special. But what I think it does show is like, if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. I'm going to execute. A lot of people have ideas. People pitch me business ideas all the time. I'm like, go do something. Go start right. it. Everyone has ideas. Yeah. For me, it's always been, you are not going to change what I do, what I say, Facts. Yeah. what I believe, I'm going to go full force with it. And there's a part of it too, I think it's like talking trash. Like when you're talking, like when you're guarding someone and you're talking trash, there's an element where it's like, if I'm guarding Trey and it's like, you know, I don't know if I can guard him, right? But if I'm up in his face and I'm like, you can't run around on me. And it's like, I'm not thinking about if I can guard you or not. Yeah. All I'm thinking is I'm telling myself, you can't run around on me. Like, yeah. I don't have time to question if For I can do that. it or not. And so I've taken that approach into everything I do. And I look at, like, our competitors right now in, like, the NIL space. And I'm like, some people may not like this, but I'm like, their business sucks. Like, what they do is lame. Mm -hmm. I look at their 
their leadership. I'm like, those people are losers. Like our team's <laughs> better than theirs. Like, you're and I'm like, guess what? I, yeah. You're not going to change the way I think. Like I don't have time to question right. if they're better than ours because I'm already saying and I'm hyping myself up. I'm like, no, it's not. And then it forces me to be accountable. Ooh. You know, the words are nothing without accountability because then I'm like, all right, right, you better back it up. Lean right. into that. Yeah. Lean into yeah. that. I want to hear more about that because I feel like a lot of people, especially athletes, lean away from that, right? Uh -huh. So talk about it. It's like you telling yourself – that I'm going to do these things now, forcing you to become accountable. Talk about that a little bit, because I don't think a lot of people understand athletes in that way. That's a good topic. Yeah, I think in the age of uh, zodiac manifestation, <laughs> gets uh, it's like Your moon's things rising, just, things just magically happen. People think like, oh, manifestation is like you say it and you put it out into the world, and then it's going to happen. No, that's not how it works. You put it out into the world. And now you have to hold yourself accountable. That's right. manifestation is yeah. like, I'm going to do this. Right. And then now, because you've said it enough, you now believe it. Now you better figure out what it takes to make that happen. Well, we've been talking about that all week. We do the Brian show in the morning and we've been talking about setting goals all week. And like with the difference between just having a dream and then setting a goal and 100%. like putting steps towards that goal. And that's something that I think I wish I had that confidence earlier. I, I think I have it now. Where like I, I I just lean it like even just like the podcast the right. you know when I I think I put that that you know stake in the ground when I went art full time because there's so many people that are like bro this is the dumbest thing you could do, and then I just you know I just want to say to you man like that's that's so rare and so like I just it's it's awesome that you were able to see that and and bring it to life because bro I I don't know if you envisioned your life looking like this at this point but like. Like, what, what did you see? What was, like, your biggest – I guess that's my question. What was, like, your biggest vision for what this could be? It's a good question. I think – and even going back into that, like, there's certain sacrifices you have to make. Like, I wasn't a great friend. I'm single at 33. Like, there's elements where, like, I'm very selfish towards the things I need to get done in life. And the reason why is because once I get to that point, it allows me to be more unselfish. Because right. if I have more to give, I can have more of an impact, right. right? And so initially my approach was like, hey, I love to help people. Like, you know, I had a nonprofit and all these other things. And it's like, well, did I give that up? No, I just realized my impact, my influence can be much bigger. And so having that mindset of like, you can't tell me otherwise. Well, that's not also a great trait with a friend right. or in a relationship, yeah, right. Like it's hard to turn off. Too, right. Yeah. So it's like that level of extreme mindset. There's certain sacrifices that come with it. Right. Yeah. And so those are just things that I've had to deal with. And it's been I've been alone. You know, I've learned to embrace loneliness like my Friday, Saturday, Sunday nights. I, you drive past East Carson Street on our office. I'm there. I love being able to sit at my laptop. I go to a Colombian spot, get to Eros Montanero. I think it's the best meal in Pittsburgh. No pork belly. Um, and I get, and I, and I sit there and I get a lavender tea from turn and I just put my headphones on and I do work. Yeah. And it's like, that's what I love to do. Like, I don't get fulfillment out of sitting in a room full of people, you know, talking and joking in yeah. the same way that I do those things. And so my vision of my life definitely wasn't that, you know, it definitely right. wasn't like you're spending all this time alone. Right. But my vision of my life was being able to be at the GQ Men of the Year party and being able to be at NFL Honors and being at the ESPYs and all of those things. And so I've always viewed it as phases. Like, sure, would I love to have a family right now? I'm about to be 34. Would my mom and grandma want me to have? Like, yes, they would. But I'd much rather have a family 
after I know I have fulfilled all of the things that I personally am being selfish towards right now. Because mm-hmm. then once I do that, it allows me to be much yeah. more unselfish to everybody else. I would agree. I would definitely agree with that just in the sense of, bro, like I've seen you work hard. I've also seen you put in the work, right? The endless hours and just being a friend. Uh, ultimately, my question to you is, man, is like over time, right? We, we sat down, we had our conversations, but during the time that the Mars situation had happened and whatnot, people were questioning you on what type of person you were and whatnot, right? And I remember us having a conversation and I was like, bro, you can't worry about that because they didn't see the long hours of you allowing me and DeMar to have an opportunity to make some money on the side while going to college and playing a sport because NIL deals was not out yet, right? Now I remember when Jordan, bro, we, this is back before NIL deals has happened, Jordan's talking to us as if like, yo, get ready, this is coming. I'm looking at this man like, you're tripping, bro. They're not letting us make nothing. And he's like, no, trust me, this is coming. Next thing you know, I get into my seventh year. Yeah, I said it again, seventh year, <laughs> oh my goodness. I get into my seventh year and, and I'm just like, they're saying NIL deals are a go. And I'm like, what? Yeah. And when he had said that, bro, I genuinely thought that he was tripping, bro, but it ended up coming true and whatnot. So then we get past that, and now we're in this current circumstance with your relationship with DeMar and where things have gone since then, man. Like, lean into that a little bit and tell us how, how you and DeMar's friendship really built. You know what I mean? Because I, you could tell it's a strong friendship, and it was way before he was even in college. You know what I'm saying? So ex- express that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, DeMar's situation is, you know, it's, it's complicated in, in all the good ways, right? Like, he's someone that, like, we think the same like we've always like there's never there wasn't really an official relationship before I started Jaster and we were always just friends and I just helped out and wherever I could help out and it was never like a you know DeMar was projected he was you know fourth fifth sixth round guy like great like I'm not like oh I want to be friends with this guy because he's going to be in the NFL and because you don't make money just because you're friends with an NFL player you know what I mean like it's it's not something with it for me it was always like I see someone who sees the world in the way I do, where he wants to have this impact. He wants something bigger than himself. And like, how can I help add to that? Mm. Where I don't have the influence that he has, but I, if my goal is impact, doesn't matter if I'm the one directly doing it or if I'm indirectly part of it. Right. And so with him, that's what it was about before all this happened. It's like, great. Like we all, we have a similar mindset and I'm helping run his camp and I'm helping to, you know, get him involved in the all-star game. And part of it, too, is, like, he believed in me. Like, that's not only because of me. Like, he had a lot of people coming to him. And Mm -hmm. I invested in that relationship, but he invested a lot in me and trusted me. And that's ultimately, the like, the differentiator is, like, he's allowed me to be in his life. That's people don't understand. And, like, when everything went down and I was now the spokesperson, I think a lot of people, especially people in Pittsburgh, don't know what the idea of a spokesperson is because... Mm -hmm. When the DeMar situation came out, they were like, oh, why is he putting himself in front of the camera? Why is he always making it about himself? And it's like, that's what a spokesperson does. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not, this isn't me making it about myself. But also it was like, do you not think that like him and his family like have enough right. knowledge and understanding to where like I'm just taking advantage of them and you, yeah. someone who doesn't know anything about us, just picked up, picked up on it? Right. Yeah. Out of nowhere, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so, you know, it's def- that's why, like, people like Trey or, like, friend Bryson, like, when the situation was going on, it was always, like, I just wanted to check myself. I'm right. like, I'm, because, and I said it to DeMar the day he woke up. And I'm like, man, like, I'm on every news network. Like, <laughs> I have 126,000 followers on Twitter. I'm like, I don't know how to feel about this. And he was like, 
we always wanted to get here. We always knew we were going to get here. We just never expected it was going to happen like this. Like this, right. Yeah. And so yeah. I think, you know, with that, it's, it's a lot of knowing him, but him knowing and trusting me, which is like the ultimate honor in all of this is like the fact that he trusts me. Yeah. Right. What do you, sorry, go ahead. What, what do you think the biggest thing that you learned during that time was? Oh, great question. Um, most people, 95% of people, immediate instinct is their own self-interest. Mm. Like, and I even saw it the night the situation happened. I had people in college I hadn't talked to before. People I went to high school with I didn't talk to in 10 years are calling me. Hey, I just want to see what's going on with DeMar. And it's like, yeah. you don't care about DeMar. Right. Why are you calling me right now? Because if you really look at the situation, you're like, his friend is in the hospital. Right. Like, there's a major situation. Yeah. Why would you, like, you know how stupid that is? Yeah. Like, hey, I'm just going to call his friend who's at the hospital with him and ask him what's going on. We haven't talked in 10 years. The amount of people who would come in and say, hey, we have this great opportunity for him, and then immediately try and screw him over. Or immediately, like, hey, we have this going on. And then they would show who they are. Or the media would be like, hey, we just want to support him. And then second, they get a chance. Like, they're screwing him. Like, it's happened so many different times. And I think from DeMar's perspective is, like, you know, a lot of this is – I won't – I can't speak for him. A lot of this is his story to tell. But from seeing it from his perspective is, like, the amount of, I think, it's bravery – it's ability to overcome adversity, but not lose sight of who you are when the entire world is assuming things about you and mm. trying to take from you and mm -hmm. trying to use you for their own self-interest. It wasn't happening to me, and I've become extremely cynical because of it. Yeah. Him, he hasn't changed who he is. And it's, that's, that's been like remarkable for me to see. And like, well, part of it, too, is like I want to help protect him. But I think seeing how people have acted towards him, because you saw, I think the greatest evidence of athletes being humanized or dehumanized was DeMar's situation. Because this time when it happened, he was humanized. It was the first time you saw an athlete where people weren't making jokes and they were like united. Mm -hmm. But look at all of the months since then yeah. and how dehumanized oh, he yeah. has been. Yeah, I mean, bro, I'm, I, I told Trey, like, that situation, like, there's nothing else that was like that ever. Not even just what happened, but the response to what happened. Yeah. I don't know how you guys handled that. Um, because to be honest with you, bro, like, I get mad. Like, I, I feel the anger <laughs> when someone comments something on a video that I post that has uh -huh. 50 views. Right. So when you have 50 million expressions or whatever you want to call them, mm -hmm. notifications, that are coming in at once, literally questioning your character, questioning, you know, like whether like he actually woke up like right. these crazy things. Right. How do you not just snap and scream? Yeah, it's it, it was very, very frustrating. And that's where I think like, you know, like I was seeing in a small scale, like I had people in, in Pittsburgh, you saw him like questioning me like, oh, who's he? Whatever. Right. It's like people don't realize is how that we handle the situation for Damar where we didn't let the Bills put out remarks. We didn't let the NFL. We didn't let the hospital. We took completely control. And this is a shout-out to his parents, who are, like, the ultimate entrepreneurs as well. We had a meeting, and we're like, how do we want to handle this? And it's like, let's do everything from DeMar. 
we're not going to let anybody else control his narrative. And because it was done in a way that people weren't used to, they're like, why didn't the NFL release a statement? Why don't we? We're like, we weren't letting them mm-hmm. because we wanted him to own every element of this because we wanted to help build him up. This is the impact he's always wanted to have, yeah. right? So part of it was we knew why it was happening because we weren't taking the traditional method. The mm. same reason people were hating on me because they're like, oh, why is he doing all that? And it's like, well, this is the bigger picture because when you look at it, now it's allowed for brand deals. I'm not saying it's because of me. I'm saying it's part of the story, right? right? Yeah. But so like having my character question with him was so hard for me. Seeing every day, like what people say about him, people in Pittsburgh, like talk, you know, they're, they're oh, like yeah. making jokes about him. And it's like, imagine if that was you, like you, I'm sure that these are the first people to claim like mental health, mental health is important. People have gotten, they've had breakups two years ago and they still aren't able to talk about the breakup. Mm-hmm. Imagine dying. <laughs> you no, <know>? seriously. Imagine <laughs> di- like the amount of trauma that comes along with that. Yeah. And so I am very, if you see on Twitter, like I am always like standing up for him, right. partly because like I would want that from me. Right. Like if I, my friend had something going on, I would, I stand up for them because I would want to know that they're standing up for me. Right. But him, I, it's truly remarkable on how he's able to go throughout his day, be a positive force, be happy, uplift people, and not let any of that get to him. But, I don't know how he does it. That's the thing, bro. Like, unless you've actually played with this man, bro, it's hard for people to understand outside. You know what I mean? Or if you even just know him. Like, yeah. Mar ultimately is always smiling. Like, regardless. Like, it, it could be some some bull crap, something stupid. He's always going to find a way to smile, man. And it, it's cool to see that he's still pushing forward, but also still breeding positive impact. So I'm going to kind of finish with this last question. because I, I can, go, I can go 10 more minutes. It's fine. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to yeah. finish with this last question. And if, even if it's not, we get some more time. Cool. But... I want to ask you, man, as time's going on, your name is starting to be brought into a bigger light, as well as DeMar's, as well as a lot of the things that you're doing outside of the DeMar situation. How has this impact on your life, right, changed you as a person over time? Yeah, I think it's a great question. Um, And I, I think imposter syndrome is such like a thing a lot of people throw around. Like, I think a lot of people say they have imposter syndrome. I'm like, no, you just really aren't that... You haven't put in enough work to actually mm. be good at what you do. Right. Mm. Um, but there are a lot of people who put in a ton of work who still who do have the imposter syndrome. I think for me, um, I wouldn't necessarily say it's imposter syndrome. I think it's going into rooms and actually realizing that I now have something to say or I now have the credibility to be here. Because when you're spending your whole life trying to earn that credibility, you have to remove your ego. Because you're mm. going in the room with other people who have big egos. Mm. But now I'm going into rooms where if you lacking ego will get you eaten up. Mm-hmm. It'll get you eaten up. You know, we did a movie deal. We did a book deal. You know, we're doing things in Hollywood. These people are like vicious, insane, right? Mm. And so, and because now I have to protect him. I have to protect the people that are trusting me, right? So I can't go into situations with high-powered brands and agents and other people yeah. and be like, oh, I'm just happy to be here. So how do you, how do you, you know, stay ahead of the curve? Like you said, you're trying to stay projected four to five years out. That's what you, that's what's gotten you to this point. That's what allowed you to respond to the DeMar situation the way you did. So like how, you know, how are you going through all this? Now you're busy. Now you're mm-hmm. like, you got this brand going, you got this, 
you know, everything's taken off, right? How do you stay ahead while you're so busy? Like, how do you keep projecting? I think it's one, it's like we have an amazing team, like with people I, I trust a lot, like Trey and Chelsea have been working with me for a while, like being able to like, no, they got this. Like they know me. Like they can take meetings and and be able to handle things. And it's like I have great trust. And like the other people that we've hired to be part of this, like we very much hire. And I'm sure you know Brian says the same thing. Like hire for mission people who have the characteristics. It's not necessarily skill set. Skill set mm-hmm. sure helps, but having people who have the same philosophies of life and the same mission helps a lot. Yeah. The other is just like being obsessed. Like if a lot of people say like, oh, I'm obsessed with this. But they're not obsessed. Because if I were to look at my screen time right now, like if I don't know if you could see what my screen time is <laughs> on some days. Like I don't know if anyone's ever had a 19-hour screen time. On a day? Yeah. Bro, your eyes hurt? Bro, you need a massage over there? <laughs> you need I know something. you're back. Like how do you, do you do you like work on your posture? No, no. <laughs> because I, I'm telling you, like, I really, that's a real question. Because, yeah. like, when I'm in my phone a lot, uh-huh. I feel knots. I feel tight. I feel like sometimes I'm like, yo, I haven't looked up in three hours. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm just, it's just, it's just constant. It's just constant. And, like, part of it, too, is, like, people are like, oh, you shouldn't be on your phone as much. And I'm like, all right, that's like saying that uh, you shouldn't be doing cold calls as much. Or yeah. you should you know right. what I mean? Like, this is my job. This is what I do. And I don't miss anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't miss and also with that, like what social media trains you to do, it helps you to learn what people think, how people react. Like I saw about AI three years ago mm-hmm. because I have some random Twitter account posted about it. Hmm. And I started thinking of ideas like two years ago on it. Yeah. Like, and you know, I, so being a personal brand coach, like I had just like saw some traction with NIL four years ago. And started to see, like, within certain circles, like, wait, is this thing going to get passed? And so being so obsessed with being the all-knowing with the things that you're doing, like, you can't tell me anything about NIL, that I know everything. I follow every account. I see what they're doing. I know what's going on. Right. And so when I go into meetings, I'm constantly adding value. Mm-hmm. And same thing with, like, athlete marketing or branding or TikTok trends. Like, I know them all. Because I'm so obsessed with wanting, I can't, I don't want to walk in a room and someone knows something I don't want to know. Yeah. You have to be, in order to be the best, like, there's a different level of obsession. People think, like, oh, I work hard. I'm going to be successful. Doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. You have to be completely obsessed. You have to have charisma to be able to win people over. You have to have some sort of portfolio, something that you've done. You need to have a creative mind to be able to come up with ideas. You need to be able to have persistence to stay on people if they haven't gotten back to you. You need to have self-awareness to know how to send the messages. Like I get cold messages from people and I'm like, this is a terrible cold message. Like (laughs) talk to me like a human being, Right. you know? Like there's so many different layers to it, but if you're not obsessed with being good at all of those things, I mean, hard work is is nothing. It's like saying, hey, I'm gonna be a great basketball player because all I do are I work really hard at right-handed layups. Yeah, you could spend eight hours a day doing right-handed layups, great. You work really hard at layups. Mm-hmm. No one's saying you don't work hard, but that's not going to make you successful. Right. You need a jumper. You need a young man yeah. crossover. So before we get up out of here, man, because I know you only got so much time, Jordan Rooney is a busy man. Don't get it Don't get I it twisted. I hate saying man. that. No, it's just, <laughs> I get but, it, bro. But uh, with that said, man, where can people find you as well as tell some people about what you're doing with the Java, Jaster, 
every single thing that you are doing because you do a lot, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah, the only other um, person I know is Brian. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we yeah we have Jaster, our athlete marketing agency. We we oversee athlete branding, uh, marketing representation. We have Jabba, the Jaster athlete brand assistant, which is an AI personal brand coach. Um, we just got Oklahoma, Wisconsin, very close with some other big schools as well. I mean, I guess Instagram, Jordan, J-O-R-D-O-N-R. Is there anything you want to, like, leave with and just maybe a thought that you've been, like, contemplating or, like, just something that you feel like you need to say? Um, I mean, it's honestly, it's to you guys. Like, I feel like you guys should get, like, not only Pittsburgh, but, like, elsewhere. Like, there's not a lot of people who have podcasts that genuinely are doing it to serve a purpose Mm. and to provide value. Like, most people say to me, and I've said this before, like, Jordan, I want to start a podcast. And I tell them, don't. Because <laughs> the reason you're starting a podcast is because you want people to listen to you. Right. You want to feel heard. And talking's easy, right? And you're yeah. like, oh, I can talk, so I can have a podcast. Right. No. It's what value do you serve? Like, people right. have limited time in their day and their week. And how many are listening to startup podcasts? Right? Yeah. They're not, right? Um, so most people shouldn't start one. But if you are learning how to prioritize, how to teach people about values and how to be more motivated and how to be more self-aware and mm-hmm. you're doing it while having a great personality and, you know, you have influence and you're like, that is a, a combination that is that is valuable for society. Mm. Last question. Who, yeah. sh- who should be our we need a brand deal. Who should we do a brand deal with? You guys. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're you're the mastermind of this. So be yeah, that's a good one. Um, so if I if I were to get a brand deal for you guys, um, so I would probably like I would look at your laptop first and I would say, OK, how do we remove all those stickers? Because then it doesn't because I wouldn't want to. It would hey. need to be a, it would need to be a sub brand. Right. So like I'm not knocking the stickers. I'm just saying like it's free ad space right Balls? now. It's free. I'm saying that's you're giving out free ad space. Yes, he is. Ah. It's yes, free he ad is. space. Yeah. So I would want to remove that. I would put the Fiji in an unbranded. I'm sponsored by all these. Guys. OK. All right. All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd put the Fiji in an unbranded bottle um, or I'd, you know, I'd have your own custom cups. And so then I, I, Brian, f- I had a, I had a fresh time water bottle on the show this morning. Brian told me to get it off the set. It's probably still, he threw it. He's like, he was like that first part. of all, it's funny because he said it was Bush league. Huh. My personal opinion, I'm a funny guy at times, at times, not all the time, huh. but at times in my head, I'm trying to get the Capri sun. Cause let's think about it. Like who is Capri sun? Like really have that's like. I would, I would go, yeah, I would look immediate drink sponsor with you guys. I'd okay. go drink, I'd go drink sponsor first. I think Adobe for you is obviously like an ideal one. I think mm. like coming up with like a creative way to work with, with Adobe. Here's a, here's a fun fact about brand deals. And I, I don't, I, I'm fine with giving this away because it helps people. The best way to get a brand deal is to show that you use the product. So like if I was going to get you guys brand deals, I would do this. I have this bubbly here. I would take a picture of you both with bubbly and I'd send it to bubbly. Then I put that Fiji water in front of you. I'd take a picture with the Fiji water. I'd put a liquid death in front of you. I'd take a picture of you with the liquid death and I would say, Hey, look, they use the product. Mm. And so you're sending them a message that says, Hey, look, I use your product. Everyone else is just reaching out to you. It's a very simple way, but it's a great way to get them to respond back. Mm. So how do we, Okay, I know we're cutting out. We're cutting no, it's fine. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. But I'm, I'm stealing your time. I don't care. Yeah, go ahead. We're friends. Everybody else can kiss my ass. Uh, <laughs> ultimately. Okay. And just being honest, bro. Like, anybody else who's trying to get Jordan Rooney's time right now, it's my time. Be mad if you want to. Uh, oh, <laughs> but boy. ultimately, 
Uh, nah, for real. So from there, we go ahead and post this picture. Now, who will we send it to in order for us to go ahead and get that sponsorship? Is there a We're director? Just in their DMs? Yeah, no, like, there's, there's brand partnerships, people. So there's great ways to, like, there's tools out there that give you the names for the brand partner. Or I would go to LinkedIn, and I would search for yeah. their brand partner. Here's the thing about brand deals. There's a few different ways to look at it. One is, like, 2024, they, they already have a few campaigns planned, right? Like here, you may have a campaign planned that you're already doing, right? And it's already in the budget of what you're going to do. And there's nothing I can do to change that budget. It's already established. Mm -hmm. But then brands have discretionary money or they have, you know, we, we have a fun, we have a budget for things we haven't figured out yet. And so approach them with a campaign. So I would say, cool, here's what I'm going to do with your product. Here's how your product best fits in with what I do. You know, we, you could say, Trey, you know, you can make it funny. Trey's always talking way too much. Yeah. Can't stand it. Yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah. I would love, I would love for a way, you know, for Trey, his mouth probably gets dry all the time because of how much he talks. Right. Right. Yeah. And so that's why I reached out to Fiji water because uh, they, their water's the best at quenching your thirst. Right. And so you can make it tie in with Trey personally, mm. who he is as a person. And like how you much know. he talks. And yes. Just, yeah. How yeah. much he talks. Funny interaction. And it's also a natural integration. Hold on, Jordan. Who said you on? I'm both your guys. I'm trying to get a brand deal. <laughs> I appreciate it. But it's it. a natural integration into your guy's yeah. personality. Right. Mm. What a lot of people do with brand deals is like, all right, I got the bubbly. And I'm like, all right, let me stop for a second and tell you guys about bubbly. Mm -hmm. Here's why I love bubbly. And it's like, yeah. that's a terrible ad. Right. And they hate doing that. So if you can find a way to fit personality, yeah. they love that's doing things like that. That's how we got the Manscaped deal at first. I just shaved my chest on the, cha on the camera and just... <laughs> Sent it to him, and they were impressed. Manscaped. Love that. We're not sponsored anymore. We're not sponsored anymore. Unmanscaped. Un but here's the thing, man. I do appreciate your time, Jordan. I appreciate the fact that you came out here and, and spent some time with us, man. We, we love doing what we do, but on top of that, we love being able to share people's story. And I wanted people to get a chance to see who you were for who you are and not just for what you do. You know what I'm saying? Because I get to see that, but not many other people get to see that, and especially yeah. not the people who just watch from the outside. So we do appreciate your time and you coming on, Definitely, man. man. I know you're running out of time. So if you ever want to come back, we'd love to sit down and talk again, man, and just dig a little bit deeper into you and like who you are and all that stuff. I know yeah, you, I mean, I you want to be a recurring guest every three months, whatever. Like you guys tell me, I'd love, to, I'd love to be back. We had to do good. something like yeah, that. Talk yeah. about bringing me back. That would, that would be great. But yeah, that was my point. Was I want to shout you guys out because I think what you're doing is amazing, and it, it I'm not saying it doesn't get love, but whatever love it's getting deserves way more. Well, mm. Appreciate that, man. Thank you. Hey, we appreciate that. We're, we're going to keep going, but um, thanks for coming in, dude. All love. Appreciate you. What's up, everybody? Had a great episode with my man Jordan Rooney, man. He killed it and whatnot. And Vinny's back to the water with the logo. Do you see the logo? Can we get a punch it on the logo real quick? <laughs> <sighs> Athletic Aesthetic Podcast. Get with it. Get with us right now. Yo. Also, bro, branding time. Let's talk about it. Tell them what you have here, Vinny. We got the new We Love You line. As we say at the end of every episode, this tagline is something that Trey just threw out one day, and I was like, that's the cheesiest tagline I've ever heard in my life. And then it really, really grew on me. And I was like, this is really cool, and now I love it. So go buy some merch. We have a ton of other stuff up on the site, too. We have, like, T-shirts and stuff from our past drops. And Beanies. the other thing that we want to stress is about our patches, right? So we've, we've been posting these Chanel patch custom hats. People have been like, you know, you've seen them on Friday Night Lights and we've been 
doing a Friday Night Player of the Year through the last football season, and we have them up on the site, but we're not restocking the patches. So go cop those because we're down to like maybe 15, 20 left yep. of, of, of all of them. Yep. So uh, that's it. Go to the site. Once they're gone, athleticaestheticpod.com. Uh, there's a merch store on there. You can get these hoodies. There's like five, ten different colors. There's T-shirts, uh, beanies we just put up on the site, all kinds of new, new merch. So go cop that and uh, show the show some love. So if you haven't done it, do it now. Like, comment, subscribe, and follow everything that we're doing because we're trying to change the game. And if you know the game, get a part of the game by doing those things. Yeah. Help us out because we're Athletic Aesthetic. And we love you. <laughs>